there, there is a trick involving your thumb and his anus that will make him let go instantly. To the Blue Ball Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, Damien. I'm here with my bro, Chaz, and we're about to get into the first half of our interview with James Garrison, founder of the Oklahoma Skeptic Society, which you can find online if you have the ability to Google and know how to spell Oklahoma and Skeptics and Society. So, James, what, uh, what got you into skepticism in the first place? What brought me into the broader skeptical community was, ironically enough, a misunderstanding. My wife was telling me about... I've always been critical uh, of anything I hear. I've always been skeptically inclined. I was a kid in kindergarten. Everybody hated because I worked out Santa Claus wasn't real. <gasps> and you told them? Yeah, I was also a lot bigger than most of the kids, so it really didn't matter that much. Oh. That's against the code, though. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're the oldest child, you don't know what the code is. Uh, but... Uh, but I hadn't really heard about the skeptical community. Uh, I'm a very avid reader. My wife started telling me about podcasts, and then she started telling me about this one. And all I ever, I'm partially deaf, so don't always catch everything she says. She says it's on purpose. It's not. Yeah. But uh, I really wish selective hearing. I'm not <laughs> exactly. saying I want to be deaf, but that sounds like a great excuse. <laughs> it, it makes conversations very interesting. I will tell you that right now. But uh, I just heard her say something about Guide to the Universe. Hmm. I thought it was sequel to the hitchhiker's guide yeah, yeah in audio form i'm like i'll check this out yeah absolutely started listening i'm like well this isn't got a spaceship but it's pretty neat and all of a sudden i'm like oh hell these people think like i do yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. not the only one you I'm found your people found yeah my people. and started doing some looking into it and started listening to a lot of others i started off with like a lot of people the sgu skepticality uh, geologic podcast, and then just starting it into more specifically like conspiracy theorists, Bigfoot, uh, monster talk, things like that. I love monster talk. Yeah, Blake, yeah. very cool man. <laughs> yeah, Blake is Blake is cool. So, and the other two, man, they're he, he actually they're they're he actually gave me advice on when we had a Bigfoot researcher come and talk to the skeptics. He did. That was great of him. Yeah, and I told him if he ever comes to Oklahoma, I owe him a beer definitely. So. He probably won't be coming to Oklahoma, but hey, if he hey. does, the offers out there. We don't have the the best beer here, but well, yeah. But you can only you, you can, can get decent brew, ones. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, and after that, I just kind of started realizing. I started looking for skeptical groups that were active in Oklahoma. I found a couple of defunct ones. Yeah. Uh, then there was like the Norman Naturalists and a couple others that didn't quite fit with what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I started emailing like James Randy, G, DJ Grothy, uh, Phil Plate, getting responses back from them, and finally just came to the conclusion I'm just gonna start my own instead of waiting for one to pop up. Excellent, so, awesome. <laughs> that's how you do it. I yep. know exactly what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. So it started out on Facebook as just the Oklahoma Skeptics Society page on Facebook. Coerced a few of my workers, coworkers, to uh, they were. You know, they think pretty much like I do, so I got them to join on to it, and we started doing the Skeptics in the Pub. And at that point, I think I'd been working on it for about two years. Uh, first couple meetings only had one or two people, and then that was roughly about seven, eight months ago, we had a local Bigfoot researcher that we happened to work with show up. And 
out of the blue had 50, 60 people show up at Picasso Cafe. <laughs> Swamp the poor people that worked there. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun, especially when he tried explaining Bigfoot away. <laughs> He what do you mean explain away? Like like Invisible Dragon in the Garage, kind of like... Uh, More or less, uh, Bigfoot can phase in and out of this plane of reality. My wife is a very calm, very quiet woman. She keeps me in check. Yeah. She really... You know, I have to go, okay, would she get upset if I do this? Will she find out? If the answer is yes to either one of those, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so my very quiet, very reserved wife sat there and just basically grilled him the whole time. Yeah. One of the few times I've ever heard any cryptid researcher, anybody who follows any of the paranormal stuff, actually give an I don't know answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're always very sure of themselves, aren't they? Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. And I'm just sitting there nodding my head like a goofball going, yep, thank you, dear. You're asking him the questions that he won't answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, how long have you been doing the uh, uh, skeptics in the pub? Uh, since the first couple failed meetings, it's been roughly around two years, year, you know, a year and a half, somewhere in that. After a little while between work and everything else, time just kind of blends together, and it gets kind of hard to keep track of what I'm doing. Where, yeah. yeah. The usually average like once every three months or once every month. We do it. Uh, Initially, I was doing one every other month, uh, and then thanks to some prodding from one of the newer members, who's her and her now husband have actually done a lot to help me keep this thing going. Uh, we're doing them every second Monday at Picasso Cafe. They're open to everybody who wants to show up. Nice. And if you guys ever want to come in and just hang around, you're more than welcome. We have various speakers. We've had, as you know, Caleb come in and talk. Yeah, he packed the house too. Yep, he's uh, a good skeptic. We had uh, Dr. Brian Fairhaw come in, who he's he's one from here in Oklahoma who uh, would actually go toe to toe with Sylvia Brown. Oh, he used whoa, to pick okay. on her on Larry King. I want to so, check him out. So okay. how do you go toe to toe with her now? Do you need a medium to talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to know. I, I don't generally mean to res- disrespect the dead, but that was her career. It was disrespecting the dead. Yeah, yes. So I'm going to make a special exception in her case go for it. I have no problem with that one. So, but uh, yeah, he would deal with her. He was, uh, he came in talking. and we only had a couple people show up, unfortunately. He, he's pretty quiet. Uh, he is going to come, he's going to the uh, Caputo show in October. Oh. And I'm going to try to see about going and not try to rip into her, but just see how bad a psychic can be. Because uh, she's one of the worst ones I've ever seen on TV. She really is. Speaking of terrible psychics, you ever uh, you ever make your way over to the Opera Fair, the Oklahoma oh. Paranormal Re- Education and Research? What, what is that? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Education Research S- Association. Association. Yes, as a matter of fact, I was at their most recent, which I don't know how they. I think they still had annual meeting, but they have like four of them scheduled for this year. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting trick to get four years crammed into one. So, time is relative, man. Time it's all quantum. <laughs> yeah. It's all in your quantum brain. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it, the high demand in the overlord to overlord uh, <laughs> mediums. There's it, a lot of people who need their overlords to talk to other people's overlords. <laughs> yeah. Because there isn't, like, any harmony for that. Actually, I think they had one there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
they had some very GullibleDating.com. It, it, it was like paranormal ghost hookup or something. I'm not really. I was avoiding it. <laughs> so, uh, atheists can be skeptics, but they aren't always, as we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, as we've painfully seen. Yeah, as your group gets bigger, you, f- you get more woo. You get more and more woo. And so my question is, um, can skeptics be theists, and can they be good at them both? Um, I think they can, because the main thing about skepticism is is that it's a process. You look at the evidence, you see where the evidence takes you. Uh, one of our members, she is very religious. She is also a very critical thinker. I mean, she will look at a problem and not just automatically take the first thing that pops up. She won't, you know, if somebody comes to her and, in the case of where we work, you know, and say, well, I use castor oil on the back of my dog to cure this. Yeah. Actually, heard statement. Uh, she'll actually step back and look into it first. And do the research. Uh, in her life, after things she's seen, things she's experienced, and everything, following the evidence to her has led her to remain in religion. You look at some of the larger, you know, a lot of the big-time skeptics are going to be, at, the, at a minimum, agnostic. But then you have, like, Banachek. He is actually, at least last I heard, he is actually a Christian. And that is not the most controversial thing about Banachek. No, it's not. No. But... It's just the fact he he's a you know pretty good critical thinker. He's not in your face like some of them, but on the other hand, he he is religious. And then you take wrestler, governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura. Yes, he is an out and out atheist. He is, but he will believe any bloody thing that he hears as long as it's against the government. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, I actually so I kind of know what may be coming my way anyway as topics people ask me about. I actually do listen to. Like Jesse Ventura has a podcast. I listened to it. Tried to listen to... I'm kind of listen to this. It's funny. Just listening to him rant. Uh, but tried... Li- and I did watch his conspiracy show on TV. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was really pathetic because he was out there yelling at the gates of the HARP operating state, you know, the radar dish. It was basically a research project where they are bouncing uh, energy off the ionosphere. And people were claiming that it was controlling the weather. Oh. Causing tornadoes and that like H A A R P, and so he pulls up and he starts yelling at the gates. I'm the governor of. You're gonna let me in. I'm a former Navy SEAL. And the guy's like, uh, our visiting days in March. <laughs> They're one day visiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a one day visit. You know, but uh, so I try to listen to a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. But as for Have you ever listened to Alex Jones for about 45 seconds and I almost drove myself off a bridge purposely to end it. It's the purest <laughs> form of crazy. It's like mainline straight 100% crazy right into your veins. Yeah, it's eight ball. I know I people who Alex believe Jones. him. I, I love him because um, once you listen to Alex Jones for like a week, after that you, you've, you've Develop a nervous the, twitch? Yeah, you've hit on the pure crazy so hard that you can be watching the mainstream news or like Fox News, and you're like, oh, I know this smell. I once got really <laughs> sick to this smell. You know, because you overdosed on it, and so you detect it everywhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing there. You're Alex Jonesing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you're talking about the opera. The yeah, Paranormal yeah, Experience Radiological oh, yeah. Association. Let's go back to those. Guys. Yeah, they just have a fun acronym. You can put a lot of words in there. Yeah. Um, 
There were actually a lot of people at that with Alex Jones shirts on. The InfoWars? What? Huh? Like, 9-11 was an inside job. Don't trust Obama. And there, Yeah, that was a very interesting experience, especially when somebody recognized me. Oh really? Oh no! I, I've met a few. I had some friends that showed up, and I invited everybody to come along, just you know, so I wouldn't be quite so outnumbered. Yeah. Uh, but had a couple of friends who they believe in a lot of this woo, but they're not as hardcore as some people. And they saw me, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" First thing out of my mouth is, "I'm like the Spanish Inquisition. You never know where I'm going to show up." Um, and they're like, "Yeah, you're you're right about that, you know." It's like uh, it's like a free exhibition of like all the crazy. Well, this, yeah. this was actually well, more it? like uh, old Paris flea market, local flea market. Yeah, it is like that. No, that whole thing was like that, and there were they were asking for love donations. Which I looked at one woman. I'm, I said, you know, she goes, "I'll give you a reading for a love donation." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm married." Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that they wanted twenty five dollars in uh-huh. their little jar. I thought you meant sperm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but and you know she wasn't quite my type. So, plus they had a very short psychic there, and I'm just going, you know, if she runs, she'd be a small, medium, a large. But anyway. (laughs) I love that expression right there. (laughs) Anyway. This is not a you're fine. (laughs) But, I mean, there, there were a lot of people there that were just more interested in selling crystals. I think some of them had come over from the crystal show over at the OKC Fairgrounds. And just brought their merchandise over there and changed signs. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. You know, a lot of quartz, a lot of this. And I was talking to some people. Uh, there was one group there, and I'll have to get my business. I've got, I was grabbing pamphlets, papers, and everything. And one guy claims that his wife gets these sendings from somewhere. And they put geometric shapes into these vials of liquid. And I just, I had to stop them. I'm like, how do you put a solid structure into a liquid? without freezing it or dropping something actually in there because it's nothing but liquid. Yeah. And he goes, well, we just we just concentrate on it enough in the geometric design forms. You can buy the designs over here on the side. Okay, well, you're kind of cool, but I'm going to go over here. Go around. There's a homeopath there, which is a personal little thing I like to pick on. I, I like messing with homeopaths. I don't know why. No, no, it's normal. They're just easy targets. So the guy also informed me that he does aura readings and psychic readings. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. But then, you know, because you don't make money doing skepticism. So, next question was, how much is it going to cost me? He says, I'll do it for free. Okay. So, he's sitting there, he looks at me, he goes, one of these days, here he goes, okay, you're, you know, he's throwing out a few questions, and I'm like, no, no. He's like, so you have a bad back? No. Do you have any physical problems? I'm like, yeah, I've got, which, you know, I try to be as honest as I can. I'm like, I've got a hernia and a bad left knee. And he goes, okay, well. And crooked fingers. <laughs> these function, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway, so the guy's looking at me. He goes, well, when you're going to be about 25, you might have some problems with your back. I said, I'm 38. I just turned 38. <laughs> That's which was bad. a which That's was a slip psychic. up. That's bad which was a oh no, there was actually a worse one there. She was fun, <laughs> but there was a but he kind of looked at me for a second. All of a sudden, I'm like, crap! I gave him information. Okay. Yeah. So then he goes, well, hmm, you're gonna have problem. You have problems with your teeth, don't you? I've never even had a cavity. You have problems with hearing. What? <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, so he then he finally got to something though. Yeah, but then he's, he's telling me, you know, oh, when one of these days, you know. 
I'm going to have problems with this and this, and I recommend the Hysop, and I recommend uh, the Belladonna, and I'm looking at him going, if it wasn't for the fact that I know what homeopathy is, I'd think you're trying to poison me. Yeah, right. Bella, you know, Belladonna, <laughs> well, Belladonna is an actual poison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, made from nightshade, which actually grows wild around here. Uh-huh, it does. So he's sitting here and just goes on and on, and then I pick up the bottles that he's suggesting, and I'm like, $60 for a pretty bottle and some sugar water. I have a sweet tooth, but it's not that bad. <laughs> so I told him, tell you what, I have to ask my wife. She has the money, once again, being entirely honest. Yeah. You know, went around, now checking some of the other places out. I uh, had a psychic go, you know, I've been seeing you look lost. Would you like me to help you? I'm like, uh, if you're looking for a love donation, I can't. She goes, no, no, just a quick reading. <laughs> okay, so I take, and I put my hand, she has me put my hands on the table. Uh-huh. And so she's going, waving her hands over my hands, and she goes, now, one day you will meet your soulmate, and you will fall in love, and you will get married. And I go, really? <laughs> oh, my God. That is really bad. Psychic. Yeah, I'm, wow. sitting, I, I'm wearing my ring and I'm tapping my ring on her table, going, "That's interesting." <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> "My wife's gonna be pissed when she hears about this soulmate." Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. But and then she goes, "Yes, you've already met her." Yeah, at least she got her. You know, I'm not. When you turn 25, you'll meet her. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> apparently first I have to invent a flux capacitor, and then I can go back, and, <laughs> and then my wife will still find a way to come back and get me. Oh God, yes. But yeah, you know, she threw out, you know. You'll have, your first child will be a healthy, bouncing boy. I'm like, my first child's an 18-year-old girl. <laughs> Man, can you, really can you get my hair right? You know, I, had my, I, was wearing, I was wearing my hat, and I'm like, can you at least try to guess my hair? Am I a brunette? <laughs> yeah. yeah, which... Yeah, or she, brune, sorry. I didn't mean to misgender you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll run with brunette. I'm fine with that. But uh, Listeners, yeah. dear listeners, can you guess what color his hair really is? Five cool points to the first person who gets it right. Yeah. You will do better than these seconds. Payable by Damon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We've mm. been to that same, that same fair. We didn't have quite that personalized an experience. No. Well, actually, I, did, I went with CJ one time, and uh, we, we split a uh, tarot card reading. We split the money on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And did, the, did they miss that badly with you? Like, when you turn 12, you will meet no, the level she, she was much better than that. Well, admittedly, you know, when I was telling my wife about this, she's looking at me. She goes, "You do know that you look younger than what you actually are." You do, but yeah. not like that much younger. You don't look like you're like, 22 or anything. Yeah, yeah but on the <laughs> other hand, at the guess your age things at the fair, I can normally win. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they say within five years, go for it. But uh, same for the guess the weight thing. They always blow that one. But they uh. But yeah, so I'm sitting here walking around and seeing a couple people I know, and some guy stops, and as you know, if you were at the one with Caleb, I have a habit of wearing, you know, rather distinctive hat. Uh-huh. And what, what kind of, is that a derby? Uh, Irish flat cap. Irish flat cap. Okay. Irish flat. 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 Cap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what well, I've always called All my Irish them. ancestors are ashamed that I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, mine are surprised I'm wearing it. But... Uh, I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden this guy stops. He goes, I know you from somewhere. You're at the Bigfoot Talk. I'm like, yeah, because I, I wear, as you saw, you know, I was up there with a bow tie. I normally wear a bow tie and a nice shirt when we've got guest speakers coming in. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping you'd wear a bow tie tonight. Yeah, me too. That's okay. It's in my car. <laughs> <laughs> There's still hope. I figured I would go with the merchandising shirt first. Now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
the guy's sitting there looking at me for a second. Also, he goes, "You're that damn skeptic." <laughs> And it was like watching Exorcist on a dozen different TVs around the room because it's just the heads go. Ah! You're that damn I'm like, skeptic. I'm like, oh, joy. Okay, I'm adding that to my bucket list. I Hi. Wanna, I really want to be that damn skeptic. Someday. Yeah, well, I'm, I had nothing else to do, so I did the princess wave. Hello, how are you? So they really, they really did all he, up, huh? Yeah, and not in a fun way either. Yeah. I mean, this, this was, and they quit talking to me. The thing was, I'd been going around talking to them, asking them, how do you do what you do? What, what is it you're, I didn't want to say hawking to people, yeah. but I said, you know, what is it you're selling? How is it supposed to work? I, I want information. I want knowledge. I want to know things. Uh, I've got a ravenous appetite for learning. And the thing is, if you're going to deal with a lot of stuff in the pseudoscientific area, not only do you have to know why it doesn't work, you kind of have to know why they think it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Because dealing with, uh, let's just throw out conspiracy theorists, okay? If you're dealing with somebody who is very intimately knowledgeable with 9-11 or the Kennedy assassination, I mean, they, they know where people's sweat fell on the car or who had the peanuts on the plane, I mean, they, oh, they know important stuff. Yeah, they're what? really obsessed with it. With <laughs> That's the just details. it. Yeah. Yeah. As he said, they obsessed with the details. You have to know that the details as well as they do in order to be able to counter those details. If you're going to deal with someone who does, say, who thinks that faith healing works, and they've got anecdotal evidence that it works, if you're dealing with somebody who does, you know, believes faith healing is true, and they have all this all these anecdotes about, oh well, it helped old. Lady Johnson down the road get off, get off her gimpy foot so she could catch the cows or something. Yeah, I'm going back to my childhood again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when you're doing somebody like that, if they have anecdotes and everything else, you can kind of go, well, no, I can see why you would think that would work. Yeah. Because I understand why you think that way, but we need to, you know. But if you look at it from this lens, say instead of the faith healing helped her get up off her leg, maybe she was having a flare up of the gout and it. You know, just you have to be able to see why it why it works for them, to be able to argue why it probably doesn't. Yep. Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You have to understand where where, where, where they're, they're coming from. For evidence. Yeah, but so yeah, I went there and I was actually asking these people honest, honestly. You know, how does it work? Why does it work? Why do you feel it works? Because I wanted to know. I wasn't getting argumentative with them, except for the guy who had the aura reading machine, and I really wanted to just rip into him. Really. He was just annoying. The one with the printouts? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, but he was just... The guy himself was irritating as hell. Oh. He was just like, you need to come over here. We need to check your oars. I bet we... you know, And then we can get you fixed. Good Dude, story. I'm not broken. What color, what color is a skeptical aura? Like? <laughs> what color is this? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's making obscene gestures with his thumb. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> put down my dog, sir. <laughs> it's not yelping. It's okay. But anyway, you know, but that was a lot of fun. And then even when they realized who I was and they quit talking to me, I could actually see how their interactions changed completely, going from thinking I was either on the fence or a believer to viewing me instantly as the enemy. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, it felt like I was in a combat zone. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, there was one guy who was still friendly towards me, very polite. Selling little goofy broom-handled magic wands. I'm like, eh, my son likes Harry Potter. 
I'll get him one. Broom yeah. handled magic wand. Yeah, yeah, it was just a dowel rod about yay long, you know, about a foot, foot and a half long. I think it's yeah, it's 18 inches. Got a uh, paracord wrapped around the handle. It's painted. His is I think green. I'm actually colorblind, so I'm not really sure what color it is. Yeah. But uh, and for a twenty dollar fee, you know, he had whatever crystals you bought, he had wire onto the top or bottom of them. <laughs> Guy actually had a pretty good gimmick going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he's wiring crystals onto a wooden rod, and people <laughs> are paying money for this. Yes. <laughs> Insert porn joke here. But uh, <laughs> I feel bad for everyone concerned. <laughs> I- ironically, I'd seen a couple people buying it. Yeah, buying them and having. I mean, it's, it's it's amazing if you look at people buying into Woo. Uh, right now, like our county fair is going on where I live at. Uh, last year, and like I said, I've got a bad left knee, so I've got a pretty bad limp on it. Uh, last year, I was helping my wife and her Girl Scout troop with their uh, booth there, so I was coming in working the booth and stuff. There was a guy in the little slot next to us selling these. Tuning frequency bracelets. Oh, and the guy had been seeing me for three or four days, you know, go limping through there, especially because getting off of work, doing what I do, my legs stressed, and then having to walk on hard concrete in cowboy boots. Did he a number. cure for you, huh? He thought he did. Yeah. He actually took me aside the last day, and he's like, well, here, let's do this, you know. I, I went over to him. I'm like, what does this do? I'm just really like to know, what does this do? So he began telling me, you know, he goes, well, tell you what, why don't you sit down? So I sat down, this day I was wearing shorts, and he just, not even asking, you know, if it was okay or getting me flowers or anything like that, he just rolled up my shorts leg <laughs> and took one of these bracelets and placed it over my knee. And they're they're very pretty, I will give them that. They're very pretty, uh-huh. little matte black, stainless steel, copper, gold, you know, for $75, for <laughs> up to $300 you can get the ones with the little laser cut uh, uh, engravings in them. I feel like he's being really forward touching your knee. Like, he doesn't even know your name. <laughs> no, he didn't know my name. Didn't no flowers, no candy, no nothing. No, just, just but he but he, he gave me the cure. You feel like you he can put take he did put jewelry on me, so I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, so he put but he puts this thing on my knee, and we're talking for a little bit, and he's telling me, oh well, it's set in with the uh, tuning frequencies of the earth. I'm like, oh, harmonic frequencies. How did they do that? What? You just said it's set with the frequency of the earth? Yeah. Well, how did they match the frequency, and then how is that going to help my knee? Well, it'll move the iron in your blood. Move it. Um, Isn't that (laughs) a little bit kind of like malaria? (laughs) Or like in that X-Men when when Magneto... Magneto ripped Wolverines (laughs) and Manny them out. That looked really unpleasant, (laughs) but it definitely worked. Yeah? But, uh... But yeah, he was saying that it would help with blood flow with this, with that, with the other, and I'm sitting here going, okay, you don't even know what's wrong with my leg, and you're medically diagnosing me. And he hands me this flyer, and at the very bottom, it, I mean, I actually had to get a magnifying lens to look at the bottom of the flyer. It says, these products are not recommended for medical treatment. If you, I'm like, <laughs> you're selling this to 80-year-old people. They can't see it without a telescope. They've got to have a hookup to Hubble to be able to see this thing. you got to love that fine print that says everything you read before is false. Big print. Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so I actually kept the brochure. I still have that flyer at my house. And so the guy's sitting here and he goes, okay, well, about, after about 10 minutes, you know, he, he takes this thing off my leg. He goes, you should be feeling fine now. Okay, we'll test it. 
empirical evidence. I stand up, take a step, my knee popped loud enough for my wife in the booth next to hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't feel better. I would ask for my money back, but you didn't charge anything, so we're even. <laughs> you know, and pro- part of the problem was the fact that uh, I, I couldn't, you know, I'm not a big guy. So when I was sitting in his chair, my feet weren't able to rest on the ground, so all the weight was just hanging on my knee like that. So that was not me, I promise you. (laughs) Get it out of there! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a a working studio. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mine is right, for what I do, mine is actually right in a window seat. We don't live in the best neighborhood. There's always cops and fire engines and everything else ripping up and down the street. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, so I'm sitting there going... You gotta pausing. love that when you're editing. You gotta love that shit. Uh, Just when I'm recording, like when I'm talking to Dr. Dick, which I kept teasing the guy that runs the podcast that we just need to bleep his name out. Just <laughs> Dr. Dick sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Dr. Stephen Dick. Or have my... You know, they got a bit... They've got a little bit of audio of my son laughing because he came up and goes, Hi, computer people! <laughs> and runs off. Yeah, yeah. That happens like every one of our shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh... Yeah, so, but yeah, so on my on my setup, it's you'll get sirens, you'll get the healers trying to kill the pit bull across the street. You'll get. <laughs> it sounded like I was being killed by a Tasmanian devil last time. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> you know, if you put a bracelet around your neck, the Tasmanian and squeeze devil tight enough till you cut off the air, because <laughs> you're dead. Well, I mean, death is the, ultimately the cure for everything, so that may be why some of the stuff actually works. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's- the Grimace. <laughs> the Blue Ball Skeptics Podcast is not a production of the Oklahoma Skeptic Society, although we wholeheartedly support their efforts. We are unsponsored, unrestrained, unaffiliated, unaccountable, and often uncredible. For more information, please visit www.blueballskeptics.com. The music for today's show was Skeptic by James York, a.k.a. Cheap Shot, a.k.a. Yorkie, a.k.a. Better at Dubstep Wall Bass Chip Funk Than You, and is used here under a Creative Commons license. <laughs>